Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. I am super hyped to be back in here with Mr. Terry Turner. Looking like an absolute chad today. Got, got the gaming headphones on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're looking good, Terry. We are here today, right off the bat. We just finished filming an episode on investing, general investing. And we decided we wanted to talk about uh, cryptocurrency, the hot topic, the FOMO that everyone's feeling right now. We wanted to sit down and talk about cryptocurrency because, as I said to Terry, he's like, if I had to give him a superhero name, it'd be Crypto Man. I call him Crypto Man. <laughs> it's hilarious, but we'll take it. <laughs> I'm sure you got other qualities that are great. I mean, you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but Crypto Man is the name that I'm running for with you, Terry. So, All right. So, how are you doing today, man? How, how, how was the day? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just chilling, to be honest. So, You're going to take a nap after this recording. So, probably. You know. Eat and then nap and then... Uh... I have fun stuff, too. I'm doing leg day. Oh, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sore. I added Bulgarian squats in recently. And man, oh, oh man, do those suckers hurt. Still sore from Tuesday leg day. But I want to dive right in because, as I mentioned when we started, FOMO. The cryptocurrency market, as ever, depending on when this comes out, is going crazy, right? Bitcoin was just confirmed for an ETF, and yep. for anyone who doesn't know what that means, it means that Bitcoin just got an exchange trade fund, um, which is something that they've been pushing for for like five years now. Eight, yep. Eight years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everyone is seeing Bitcoin explode. It's fine. I, I gotta be honest, it's finally reaching kind of, like, is it, it's widely known, at least, right. you know? Everyone knows about it now, and that's that's the first step to acceptance, is everyone knowing about it. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, all the cryptocurrencies are going crazy right now with this confirmed Bitcoin EDF. So let, let me let me talk about what we're going to talk about in this episode first. I want okay. to sit down with Terry and really talk about how someone's going to invest in cryptocurrency, how someone gets started, because I want to get started in cryptocurrency. So I want to talk about how somebody could get started in the crypto space, your thoughts on all of the crazy stuff that's happening right now, and I guess we'll just see where the episode takes us. So, Terry, before we start, though, could you give us a quick background in your cryptocurrency investing? Sure. So, in 2017, I stumbled upon a news article of some sort. I don't exactly remember what it was, but I just discovered for the first time the name Bitcoin. So that's interesting. Let's look into this. Obviously, it started, it was doing really well. I was getting to investing a whole bunch then. Uh, those actually chased, um, as we mentioned and talked a whole bunch about in a previous episode. That was when I was learning about rule number one investing, value investing, stock valuations, all those things. So I stumbled right. upon Bitcoin. I was like, this is an interesting topic here. And it was December of 2017, I believe. And it was, I remember buying 30 bucks worth at $17,000. Um, which I don't know for any of those of you who know what the chart looked like um, That was nearly the top and the reason I bought $30 was I simply wanted to immerse myself kind of into the crypto world and learn more about this and I wanted to do it in a safe way But also not just all theory. I wanted to like actually own something transfer around see how it works How what the fees were all that just get immersed and so I bought 30 bucks worth It was actually a gift a Christmas gift for my dad 
I, I put it on my Christmas wish list, funnily enough. And so like <laughs> December 17th or whatever it was, he set up a Coinbase account, set it up for me. And crypto or Bitcoin at that time went up to $19,000, so somewhere around there, and then just crashed. Like it went through yeah. the floor. It went up so, to $19,650. It wow. was, it was, yes, it was pretty euphoric. It was going nuts. And then it just went down. I think at some point, one it was, it was later, going down, 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 down. One year what later, was it, it was worth one-fifth the value. December Man. 27th of 2018, it was at 3774 as compared yep. to 19000 Yep. So a lot of people probably got punched in the gut by that. Um, it didn't phase me at all. I don't remember being worried or stressed at all because, I mean, it was, it was a $30 gift I had in there. And I put it in there knowing I, could par- I would probably lose it all. And I was fine with that. Um, and so I would just look at my Coinbase account and of course it would go down in value. And then eventually in 2018, um, I started learning more throughout the year, the first half of 2018, I was learning more and more about cryptocurrencies. And I met a guy in town who runs a Patreon called Digital Assets Coaching. And he started to teach me more about cryptocurrencies, how they worked, what the charts were saying, and different coins he was investing in. And it started to actually expand my knowledge of active trading in stocks and cryptocurrencies a whole bunch. And so in September of that year, funnily enough, right before that $3,000 lowest of lows uh, was when my dad and I put in our first crypto or our first money into crypto. So it was a, it was a bummer at that time, $6,000 was the lowest it had been. Are and you so, willing to share how much you put in? Sure. So um, my dad put something like five grand in Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin somewhere in September, right before that that drop. And I'm going to explain a little bit about it in a second. And I put something like, uh, was it, I think I started with 500. Maybe it was 750. I don't honestly remember. Um, I know over the entire past couple of years, I've put something near a grand, give or take a few hundred in the crypto market. And we'll get into what that looks like now. But that's what our initial investment was. And at the time, we were talking with the guy who runs DAC, DAC, Digital Assets Coaching. We're like, it's now a good time to invest. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I think it is. This is low it's been. I mean, we're anticipating some pretty cool runs from here, blah, blah, blah. So we put some in, and then it was like a gut punch right away. As soon as we put it in, like two weeks later, it drops to the floor. We lose 50% of the value. However, it was key that we did not sell. And this was key because when I invested, I was anticipating crazy drops like this and so my dad was of course like oh man that kind of sucks i mean we could have put it in here and would have had a bunch more blah blah it wouldn't have lost as much um but we held and i'm glad we did because even though it might have felt like it was going to go to zero there's a bunch of fear and as the saying goes blood in the streets um we held and we didn't worry about it i would check every once in a while i kept learning about it and so now we fast forward to 2021 three years later and it's done significantly well um we've it's been a huge learning process because I had to shift my thinking and shift my understanding of how to handle investments when that little four-figure number, I was because I manage everything for my dad. When I saw that little four-figure number grow into a five-figure number, and then multi, like instead of 10,000, then it was 20,000, and then even more than that, and more than that, and more than that. At some point, um, that number reached up to like 70 grand, which is like a, what was I, eight, 17? I was probably 17. As like a 17 year old managing my dad's a, a huge aspect of my dad's retirement portfolio and my own that was petrifying and so i had to 
grow up quick and figure out how this stuff worked and how to do it safely, how to do it properly and all that stuff. That was in that was at an all-time high previously. It bottomed out again and then it rose up. Right. That was like the all-time high in like May or something, the 2021. I forget exactly. I didn't sell much during that time because I'll get into it later, but essentially the num the coins were at my all-time high uh, sell targets. Um, they weren't where I wanted to sell. So I didn't let the greed get to my head. I didn't let emotions basically influence my decision, my decision making. And so I just held and of course I was anticipating it was going to drop from there like it did. It did drop. It kind of chilled for a few months and now we're ramping right back up and we're anticipating some pretty crazy uh, days ahead of us for the end of 2021. That's essentially my whole background. We started the day where it dropped four thousand dollars in value. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it did. I'm going to get into a whole, a whole lot more detail how I've handled the crypto market because it's yeah. extremely volatile and hard to understand for a lot of people. But I'm going to let you ask some questions first. But that's essentially I started in 2018, still invested in 2021. Yep. Um, through the entire time, I didn't do much active trading, but I was pretty active in my education. I was constantly learning, watching videos, would occasionally subscribe to new, you can call them coaches, but they're essentially just people who had a lot more money in the market than I did, knew a lot more than I did. And we're doing it for a living and i essentially just learned from them and accelerated my learning so i used that time period i essentially was invested during the bear market which is a pretty miserable time to be in cryptos um but i used it to my benefit to learn a whole bunch about the, the market my question to you first off is what you go through you, I, you mentioned coinbase i want to know more about coinbase and how you're actually going about buying bitcoin and other okay. cryptocurrencies sure so We'll simplify it. Um, there's the, the process to get into cryptocurrencies is pretty simple. There's two general ways. There's actually owning the coins. There's because there's this key saying, not your keys, not your crypto. This is key. Right. Um, <laughs> pun not intended. But um, there's the way of buying the coins to where you genuinely own them and can transfer them off of a platform into your own wallet. One note here, I'm going to start getting into some really crypto-specific language. If you don't understand it, I would recommend just reading up some articles because they're going to explain a lot better than I can. And I don't want this... Essentially, I just don't want this podcast to turn into like a two-hour thing, me trying to explain yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah. of crypto lingo. So we're just going to... I'm going to run with it. If you don't understand what I'm saying, just Google the top, the term or whatever, and it'll probably make sense to you, just for the sake of time, essentially. But there's there's two general ways of buying into crypto. There's buying it and actually owning the coins, and there's, there's, then there's buying IOUs. Robinhood, Webull, PayPal, and I believe Venmo are four companies that offer crypto investing where you can buy crypto through their platforms. However, you cannot send crypto to those platforms and you cannot withdraw crypto from those platforms. So what you're, what you're essentially buying is just a little IOU note that, um, or a promise that PayPal says, yes, you give me 50 bucks for Bitcoin. I promise I'll pay you back the equivalent in cash when you're ready to sell at a future date. Um, but you don't own that crypto, you don't own that Bitcoin truly yourself. Companies like Coinbase, on the other hand, are true crypto exchanges where they actually own the crypto. And when you go there to trade your dollars for a specific cryptocurrency, you can move that crypto off the platform into your own control. I guess you could say the simplest, simplest way to get into the crypto market would be something like Robinhood or Webull, but m most, the vast, vast majority of crypto, I'm not gonna call them professionals, but Crypto enthusiasts um, are pretty, quote unquote, disgusted by that. They just, you know, their whole thing is about decentralized investing and they own their own 
coins and you know not your keys not your crypto so you don't technically own bitcoin if you're investing through Robinhood or whatever um the simplest way yeah sure is to get started through Robinhood, but it's very limiting there's i i know a guy who got started with crypto through Robinhood, made a whole bunch of money and then figured out that to withdraw it, it was a pain in the butt and he had to pay a whole bunch and like he was just getting taxed out the wild zoo there was fees it was just a mess uh, it was very clumsy and not a great experience overall it's an easy way to get started but it's not the best so i would recommend right. starting with something genuine like coinbase is a very popular probably the most popular option in the u.s there's binance for but outside the u.s there's also qcoin for i think maybe both the u.s and overseas i'm not sure and there's abra is another great one as well um, those are four basic places you can go to to buy crypto essentially now we'll get out of the weeds here and kind of focus more on the what your original question was how do we get started i'm just going to say here's how i got started i set up a coinbase account uh also one note is if you're under the age 18 you can't set up your own coinbase account if you're a minor you'll have to set it up in your parents name which is kind of a pain in the butt welcome to the world of being a minor in the investing anything world space? Literally anything, anything finance yeah pretty much anything Bro, I can't even get paid online without a parent account. It's right. such yes. the world anyway. of finance. Being a, being a minor in the world of finance is such a pain. It is such oh. a pain. Yeah, but you you actually do. I was about to say you have no idea, but you do have an idea. Yeah. I lived it for like five years. So only yeah. when I turned eighteen did I have the freedom to make my own decisions, which is glorious. Wait. But wait. you're gonna love it. Um, essentially, when I turned eighteen, I was because I got started when I was like what fifteen or sixteen. I used yeah. my dad's um, Coinbase account. And bought my own crypto and moved it to my own wallet, et cetera, et cetera. When I turned 18, I made my own Coinbase account and then I just linked it with a PayPal um, account and I also linked it with my debit card and bank account. So I've get, basically got three options. I can turn my dollars into any type of cryptocurrency um, Coinbase offers. So that's the gist of it. Coinbase offers a whole bunch, however, they don't offer everything. Binance is Binance, spelled B I N A N. CE, I believe, Binance. Um, they're one of the biggest exchanges out there that offers the most variety of coins. And the, the the gist of essentially getting a coin that Coinbase doesn't offer is buying something like Stellar Lumens, XLM, or USDC, which is the stable coin, a, a dollar-backed, uh, or a, a cryptocurrency based off of the dollar, essentially. Right. You just buy a coin like that, transfer it to um Binance or Qcoin, a bigger exchange with more um offerings and then trade it to a coin you actually do want. But the vast majority of coins people are interested in, Coinbase or Abra or something else simpler will offer. So I'm curious because there something that I read about was that in order to, for most in most cases, in order to own cryptocurrencies besides Ethereum and Bitcoin, you have to own Ethereum and Bitcoin. So essentially, mm -hmm. what I read was that you'd buy in to Bitcoin or Ethereum and then use those to purchase other coins. It's often the case. Yep. Okay. So, the, however, is the that true difference. On Coinbase or no? no, that is not true on Coinbase. On Coinbase, you can. Coinbase is like onboarding your fiat into the crypto world to begin with. And so, using Coinbase, you will be able to buy any crypto they offer with dollars uh, first. You don't have to buy something like. You don't have to go on Coinbase, buy Bitcoin, and then buy SHIB. Uh, or yes. Dogecoin. I don't Shiba know if they offer Inu. Dogecoin. Yeah, Shiba Inu. <laughs> what a coin. Um, or Stellar <laughs> Lumens. Um, you don't have to do that. If you go on Coinbase, you can just buy directly Stellar Lumens, which will be cheaper because there's not as many fees. However, as I say that, 
there is no fees for converting coins on Coinbase, which is nice. However, for the coins they Coinbase does not offer, yes, you will have to buy a different coin than you want and transfer it to a platform that does have that coin, like I previously mentioned, and then you would do right. the conversion. So, okay. And so once you're actually in, once you actually have this account, once you're open into Coinbase, mm -hmm. from there, you said you just linked your bank account and then transfer. Did you have to transfer funds in and then buy? Like you had actually fiat, nope. which for people who don't know, fiat is paper money. Yep. Essentially just um, government money. Regular USD, Euro, whatever you are. Yep. Um, okay. Trash money. So, <laughs> geez, Terry, really crypto investor really coming out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yes. So once you're in there, just link your bank account. You said, and then you're yeah. able to direct. You're able to directly buy coins. Just buy exactly like you would buying uh, Xbox controller or Amazon. Nice. So. so, how? What should people be looking at to invest in right now? Because I'm sure, and this is not financial advice. Everything we say here is an opinion, Absolutely. and therefore you cannot see us. Sue us. There we go. Got that covered. Yeah. Um, this genuinely though, this isn't technically financial advice. Yes. Uh, this is. What I've done personally, and what I plan to do personally, and this what we what we are experience. seeing in the market, what what we're reading about, etc. Make um, your own decisions, informed. Do your own yes. research, please. Do your own research, please. But and there's a lot of FOMO going on right now about Bitcoin because it just it just got confirmed in an ETF. It, mm -hmm. In the last year, it shot up to sixty thousand. It's been mm -hmm. absurd. Um, so there's a lot of FOMO going around with Bitcoin. So I want to start there and see what you think about Bitcoin, about its current price, what you're doing. Um, and then we can talk about maybe altcoins, Ethereum, etc. Funnily enough, um, two strategies I have in mind as practical for the crypto market are very similar to the stock market. One is a long-term approach, safe, tried and true. And the other is a more speculative, complicated, time-intensive, education-intensive approach. The, the tried and true um, approach here, I'm going to try to pull the tweet as I'm talking, is essentially just investing in Bitcoin for the long term. Because regardless of what your opinion uh, is of crypto, Not going most away. people believe it's going to be around for years. Um, I would maybe say even forever. a few decades, maybe forever. Who knows? Some say it'll even be an aspect or included in some way in future um, reserves for countries and governments and giant companies or whatever. One of the really big tech companies out there actually has put billions into um, Bitcoin specifically on their balance sheet, which is really interesting. So you already see some companies investing in it for the long term. Uh, Michael Saylor is the CEO of that company. Just Google him and you'll know who I'm talking about. But there's a tweet here recently put out and it says Bitcoin's October price. In 2010, it was six cents. In 2011, it was $5. In 2012, it was $12. 2013, it was $125. I'm sure you can see a trend is growing significantly. 2018, we'll fast forward, it was $6,000. In 2021, $66,000. Uh, there's only one year here where it was lower than a previous year. In 2014, it was $380. In 2015, it was 237 It was only lower by maybe 30% or something. So. The interesting thing about the crypto market is that a lot of people are going to jump into it to try to make a quick buck, to make fast money. Had I done that, I would have been burned and lost money very easily because, well, yes, it's cool to say I put $1,000 in and now it's eight grand or nearly 10 grand or it could be 50 grand by the end of the year. Right. I didn't do that in a month. It took me three, four years of waiting 
and waiting and waiting and not giving into my emotions. Right. And that's my number one. That's the number one way I've made money in the crypto market is patience and investing in solid projects. Bitcoin, most people would agree, is the most solid of them all. So the easiest thing you could do if you want exposure to the crypto market could be just dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. For those of you who don't know what that is, just give it a quick Google. Google search will make sense. Dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin for the long term. Treat it like you would investing into an index fund for retirement. Because most people are pretty certain or say that there's a pretty good chance that Bitcoin 10 years from now will be far more valuable than Bitcoin today. And so that's the essential basic principle you can use to get exposure to the market and to ride this incredible wave as it goes on. However, if you wanted to get more specialized and more involved, there are people like Digital Assets, Digital Assets Coaching, um, that share specific projects they're investing in specific price numbers. They use technical analysis, which is basically analyzing charts to set targets for where they think coins will be hitting their tops so they can sell and then buy back in at a cheaper price. Um, it's just the basics of the stock market, but for crypto yep. and it's accelerated. Um, for example, in the stock market, a bear, bear bull market cycles might take 10, 15 years in crypto, it's two to three, or like three to five years, something like that. Really, really fast. It's accelerated. You've heard stories of people who've made millions and Hell, billions. They go, in... they go months, bro. Yeah. We've seen bear and bull markets in crypto in the space of a couple months. It's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, everything basically in the crypto market is just accelerated because it's a brand new asset class in a sense, and there's trillions of dollars in the world. And as it gains legitimacy, there's more and more of those funds flowing into it for either a significant return, they're seeking a significant return, like most average investors are, or they're a bigger fund just looking for exposure for diversification. Right. Uh, so that's the, that was probably a little broad, but I also don't wanna like tell you, hey, invest in this coin, it's yeah. going here, because I don't know. Um, no one knows. No one Not knows. Really. The, tried, the most tried and true way to approach this is to like you said, dollar cost average. Dollar cost average into legitimate projects, projects that have future value. As much as future value as a crypto can have, because it's pretty hotly debated whether crypto even has value to begin with. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying crypto's for everyone. It's not. But for someone who's young, as myself, um, when I looked at this, I basically asked myself, What's my plan here? And I, I said, I'm going to put money in, money that I'm completely okay with losing that could go to zero. I am willing to put $100 in here if it means I could make $10,000 a couple years down the road. Because I would be completely okay with losing that $100 for the chance of making 10000 Because I mean, I could put the $100 into some food and a nice video game, and that's gone. Or I could put it into crypto for the chance to make many multiples. And I said, I'm 16, 15, 18 years old as I'm getting to the crypto market. I'm super young. I have decades in my investing future. Exactly. I have the most risk tolerance now than I ever will. So there's a lot of things that played out right in my case that I said, hey, this is something I'm willing to put some time into. And it paid off. I mean, hey, man, that's that's how the time. That's how any kind of investing works, really. Mm -hmm is like terry said dollar cost averaging your way through crypto is just an accelerated version of the, of, 
the stock market and of history in a way, which I could elaborate. I could elaborate on that, but it takes so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but so your said your most basic way, your most your, your most tangible advice. The easiest way to do this would be to dollar cost your average your way through Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. What about other cryptocurrencies? You you were calling them projects, which just so everyone knows, when Sarah was talking about projects earlier, he's talking about different types of cryptocurrencies. Right. What do you think of buying into other cryptocurrencies, especially because mm-hmm. there we Ethereum has seen staggering returns in recent years, mm-hmm. I, even beating those of Bitcoin, which yep. is shocking. Um, we've seen other projects do amazing. Dogecoin surprised everyone. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, weird, sure weird alt currencies are doing surprisingly well. Um, and I, I heard a strategy recently where this uh, this guy, this guy, Graham Stephan. Um, said uh, one of the best ways to invest in cryptocurrency was to buy ten dollars of the top 10 coins yep. every month and just dollar cost average your way through all of that because yep. if you do that you're just going to dollar cost average your way through all of the other crypto projects so terry what are your thoughts on that strategy buying ten dollars of each of the top 10 coins just and just like you said investing for the long term what are your thoughts on investing into ethereum or other other altcoins instead of bitcoin i'd love to mm-hmm. know what you're thinking so I actually don't own any Bitcoin, funnily enough. And that is not the case for the long term, but for the short term. So my short term portfolio does not include any Bitcoin. I have, I did have some Ethereum, but I sold that once. Um, it had a pretty significant return for me. Um, I had some Litecoin and still do. Um, I have a bunch of, like all my, my entire crypto portfolio right now is altcoins. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. I like Graham Stephan's idea of uh, investing a couple bucks in the top 10 uh, cryptos because you know like that said it's pretty pretty risk it's as risk averse or safe as you could probably get in the uh, crypto market you're doing something that takes the emotions out of the equation takes your emotions out of the equation and if the coin is in the top 10 it's probably got some pretty good fundamentals to it if people are pouring that much money into it however i do have some interesting things to say about altcoins that is probably pretty controversial. It might even sound contradicting. Let's hear it. Um, I am not in altcoins for the long term. People, a lot of, a lot of different people I learn from have different opinions. Like inter- interesting thing about the crypto market is because it's so new, um, everyone seems to have their own hotly debated opinion about a specific aspect of cryptocurrencies, whether all coins are good or bad, whether uh, specific projects will be around for the long term or not, whether Bitcoin's going up or not, whether crypto has value at all, like every aspect of cryptocurrency can be can be debated and is often very hotly debated. Right. Um, however, talking to mentors I trust and studying what's happening in the crypto market and looking at what's happened in history, there seems to be some similarities between the frenzy of speculation in the crypto market today and the dot-com boom of 2000. Right. So during the early 2000s, a, a business could create a website and basically be worth millions overnight for essentially no reason other than they have a website, they're cool, they're hip, you know? Yep. And then at some point, that bubble burst. And one, like, I don't know the exact number, I would say hundreds, thousands of companies went under overnight because they essentially had no fundamentals to them. It was just a speculation phase. Um, however, there were a few that did rain on top, one being Yahoo, 
which we even know about today. Um, they were around back then, and they obviously kind of rode the internet to where it is today. So being in Yahoo stock way back then would have been really profitable. Um, however, it is extremely hard to say that back then, had you been in the, in the midst of the tech boom, would you have been able to pick which future companies would be around today? Because yes. I'm sure a lot of them would have looked really attractive then, but in reality, it just wouldn't play out. So the same thing is, I see a lot of similarities in, in the crypto market, essentially. There's like 11,000 plus altcoins today. And what happened in the 2017 market was you could create an altcoin. And because it was just such a speculative, euphoric phase, that altcoin would make you an incredible return overnight for seemingly no reason. And that's not sustainable long term. And at some point, regulation, government regulation is very likely to come into the market and it's going to kill a lot of coins and people are going to lose a lot of money and it's going to be really bloody. Who knows? I mean, it could look very similar to the dot-com boom where only 10% or 1% of companies survive. I don't know what the actual numbers are. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, right. That 11,000 cryptocurrencies that are currently listed on coinmarketcap.com right now, who knows? could be 100 uh, just a few years in the future after regulation is introduced. At first, I was really against regulation because I like the freedom of the crypto market. However, I think for it to mature and be widely adopted, there does need to be some type of regulation in there because there are scams. Um, there are things that do need to be fixed uh, hey. in the market for it to be for it to be able to mature. It does need some rules, which is going to be initially very, very painful, but I think beneficial long term if it's handled properly. Right. So I said all of that to say um, I can't I can't tell you uh, which which altcoins are going to be around in the future. I'm everyone's pretty certain bitcoin like i would be pretty shocked if bitcoin died for some reason uh tomorrow and went to zero right yeah uh, it would be very unlikely for a trillion dollars to disappear overnight like that um i think even certain government officials have come out and said we are not targeting bitcoin specifically um we're not trying to kill it with regulation however there's some pretty stupid altcoins out there that will be killed um and i can't tell you which altcoins are going to survive so dogecoin question mark who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Dogecoin's a an anomaly, man. Like I don't, I can't even tell you much about that. I'm just like, I, I didn't Internet know a meme coin would make you millions, but here we are, 2021, man. Nothing makes sense. So, yeah. Do you have any questions specifically about what I rambled on there? Because I mean, I can talk more about different aspects. I just well, don't know. I, I really want to touch on the fact that you did. So you basically liquidated most of your Bitcoin in an Ethereum portfolio. That yes. Oh, I should talk about that. Yeah. And, and did you do that? And I'm going to take a guess here and you can explain in a second. Did you do that to try and get some short term gains while altcoins are still at their highs so that you can eventually buy back in? Or are you expecting Bitcoin to crash in the near future and therefore mm. are waiting for it to bottom out so you can buy back in with the money that you made off of altcoins? What's the strategy here? Both. Okay. So I looked at Bitcoin and I said, I'm getting to this game late compared to people who started in like 2013 when it was like sub thousand dollars, whatever it was. Yeah. Obviously, buying Bitcoin for 500 and selling at 60, 60 grand is a great return. However, if you're getting into the game kind of late like I did, and even if you buy relatively early on, like imagine a six thousand dollar Bitcoin today. You know how many people would gobble that up? Um, that was around the time I got in. Six grand of Bitcoin to a six a six thousand dollar Bitcoin to sixty thousand dollars is only a 10x return. While a lot of altcoins out there could do an easy 20, 30, 50, even 100x during the same time period.
So I looked at that and I said, what's the quickest way I can make this little small thousand dollars I'm investing with into something substantial? Even though I believe in Bitcoin the most long term, um, I decided to invest in altcoins for the short term because I knew, okay, as much certainty as an investor can know in the investing world, everything's probability based. But I saw there's a fairly high probability that Bitcoin is going to be worth a lot more in the future than it was when I started. Right. And most altcoins were going to ride that wave as well. They were going to receive some benefit from that. But because altcoins are so much cheaper, they have a lot more X factor in them. So right. I could benefit off of the X factor and then ideally take profits properly and have enough set aside that when regulation hits the market, hits the crypto space, I have significant amount of funds I can put into a very depressed Bitcoin at a much right. lower price and ride that for the longer term. I don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe there's going to be some altcoins I really like too, and I'll put some in there as well. We'll see. But that's essentially my idea. Was I didn't invest right. in Bitcoin for the short term because the X factor wasn't there for me. And honestly, like Bitcoin may go crazy at this mm -hmm. year, but if you bought in right now um, at 60,000 and say it hit 100K before the end of the year, it's like less than amazing, 2X. Yeah, it's about not even like it's yeah. not even 2x. You get like 1.6. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But if you're only investing with like a thousand dollars, like you said, 600 bucks ain't that crazy. And there's always the chance that it just drops through the floor. Right. So I do think that your strategy is completely viable and honestly, probably the best way to approach things at the moment. At the moment, I would say. Um, but moving in at moving into the future, who knows? Mm -hmm. But we are running kind of long here. So Holy I do. God. Yeah, yeah, That's I know. Crazy. How how do these episodes go so long, man? That's I don't crazy. know. Well, it's because it's because talking's fun. It's because talking yeah, is fun, true. Terry. I would sit here and debate this stuff all day, dude. Yeah. I would literally sit here and create an account with you and just dive straight in. But we're running kind of long here, so I am gonna wrap it up before we end. Terry, do you have anything more that you want to say to our listeners? I would say approach the space with caution. Yep. If you expect to make a million dollars in a year. You know, that's probably unrealistic for a lot of you. And you're like, oh, I'm not thinking that. But if you're expe if you're walking into the space expecting to make a bunch of money really quickly, you're probably going to lose it. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Only invest what you what can afford to, to lose, what you're willing to lose. Essentially ask yourself, what can I invest and sleep well at night? Like if I'm investing so much that I'm stressed all the time and worrying about it, you're going to make an emotional decision and you're going to burn yourself. Be cautious. Yes, yeah, yeah. what you can say. Here's what I'll say about investing as a kid. You don't have that fear for the most part. Like as a kid, yeah, when you're my age, I can invest 200 bucks, 300 bucks and feel safe with that. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm not going to get stressed out. Maybe if I put a thousand into Bitcoin right now, that might probably stress me out a little bit, but my life's not riding on it. You right. know, like if I lost that thousand dollars, it wouldn't be like, oh God, I can't make rent next month. Right. So investing now as a young person is going to be the best possible time to do this. If you're if you're listening really to this is. Yeah. and you're 14, 15, 16, like my age range, even Terry's age range, like Terry, you're old. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm a um, you have so little risk that now is the perfect time to get into this, which is why I was so curious about this stuff and wanted to ask Terry right. today because I have money that I'm OK with losing. And I know that given time, I'll be able to make back. Right. Um, we're not 60 and my retirement's not riding on my 300 bucks. Right. So. And just to briefly touch on what you were saying, Chase, when I invested my first $500, a lot of people might look at that and be like, you know, that was really stupid of you. Like, you know, what if you lost it all? I was thinking to myself, 
if this went to zero tomorrow, I'd be bummed, sure, but I really wouldn't care because yeah. I would find a way to spend exactly. this $500 as a kid anyways, and I'm going to make another $500 in three months or whatever it was as a when I was that age. Um, I knew I was going to make more money in the future. I also knew if I lost this money, I wasn't going to starve to death. I had a house. Uh, I, I, mean, I had a roof over my head. I had my needs taken care of because I was a kid. So I leveraged the fact that I didn't have necessities and I didn't need to take care of myself um, of my necessities myself because, you know, I was still living under my, my parents' household. And so I essentially leveraged that fact and was able to put 500 bucks in the market. However, if you look at my net worth at the time, yeah, you could have said putting 30% of my net worth into the crypto market was stupid. But percentages are very strange when you're a younger person. Like if you have $500 to your name and you decide to put $100 into uh, crypto, that's 20% of your net worth, which yeah, might seem really stupid. Um, right. See, everything everything as a young kid doesn't make sense compared to an older person's percentages. Because if you talk to an average financial advisor out there, they might tell you to say, put 1% of your net worth into Bitcoin. But as a kid, they'd be like $5. And you could afford so much more according to what your risk tolerance is. I mean, this is important. But I'm just explaining that um, that was my mindset uh, when I was younger. And it honestly paid off well. And so, so like, I'm just going to throw this out there for you, Terry. I have this box here. Okay. Uh, which is what I just walked off camera to grab. And to the listeners, it's a great, uh, it's just a fucking box. Inside, my, a, a little while ago, one of my buddies, he made a bet with me. Mm -hmm. well, I cannot disclose that bet, but that if he could, it, uh, he made a bet with me, and if he lost, I get to keep this box. And inside is a pair of $400 shoes that are wow. bright neon green. They look disgusting. I don't even remember what they are, but they're a $400 pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. And to Terry's point of you can spend, you can find great ways to waste 500 bucks as a kid. This is a fantastic example. My buddy went and bought $400 shoes and then gambled them on a bet that he thought he could definitely win. And yeah, it's stupid. Hmm. So N nothing against your friend, but that's what makes sense. He's an idiot. Um, but, <laughs> wow. um, but like, I would have put that 400 bucks into Bitcoin. It would be right. a far better gamble than betting me on whether or not he could do this See, thing. My thinking was, like, what's so strange to me is you can tell someone, I just spent $400 in shoes, and they might be like, oh, that's kind of weird, but They cool, won't even bat right? an eye. They won't even bat an eye. Then you can tell them you put $400 into Bitcoin or Ethereum, and they'd be like, are you stupid? You know, that's they'll going to zero. idiot, yeah. They'll call you an idiot, and like, they'll you know, demean you for it. Like, sure, maybe it's And risky. they'll give you their non-researched... I heard what my parents were talking about opinion. Right, right. And it just it just boggles my mind because one, you very obviously probably lost everything you put into it. It you know, the shoes you might be able to sell them for a little bit, but you've Those certainly are, lost something. These things are worthless, um, bro. And then compare that to potentially, I don't know, who knows what holds what the future holds for crypto. But I would I would wager to bet, or I would wager and bet, better wager, whatever it is, yeah. that in the future crypto will be worth a lot more than it is today. Yep. So I feel like those shirt shoes turning into like you know four thousand dollars to four hundred. Exactly. But yeah, so I think that can I think we'll conclude the episode there. I hope you guys are able to take something from this. If you're once again, this is just our opinions. It's what we've seen in our own lives. Make sure if you're gonna get into the crypto game, do your own research. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. Educate, um, educate, educate. Yes. Sure. Yes. Investing in yourself is the best possible way to find success in life. So. Yep. Uh, Terry, hope you have a wonderful rest of your night, man. Um, you as well. Thanks for having me on.
Yeah, man. Having you on, bro, this is literally our podcast. I know. Still, you're the host here. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic night. Hope we helped you guys. And we'll see see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.